Welcome to Agape Ministries Podcasts, a whole new way of thinking. Episode 76, Part 2 of Father Ian Pettit's teaching on Renewal in the Holy Spirit. I've been annoyed when people have visited our abbey at Ampleforth and said, oh, how peaceful it is. Well, of course it is. It's right in the country. It's lovely. But that's not the kind of peace that Christ was talking about. The kind of peace he came to give us can exist in midst the greatest chaos and worries. It's fear not, I am with you. How we should go through scripture and take out of it all the promises Christ gave us and write them up on our walls. Not the grim text, but the good texts. And say, do I live that? Do I really believe he is with me? How easy it is when you're depressed and sad to think he's abandoned you. And we mustn't listen to the persuader who keeps trying to whisper into our ears, you're no good. He doesn't love you. It's true, you are no good, but in Christ Jesus, you are made perfect. And we are sons of the Father. Therefore, we must live as sons of the Father, not as timid, frightened creatures, fearing their Creator, but calling out in the boldness of the Spirit, Abba, Father, Dada, and praying with that confidence that he hears us, that we are in Christ Jesus. Now the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us about the Lord. I will send my spirit to you and he will bring to mind all that I have taught you. He will glorify me, Jesus said. And we're meant to experience that spirit leading us to who Christ is. And that is the good news. Now, have we really got that in our hearts? So I'd like today that we would really try to draw that into ourselves. That we would find a few moments by ourselves and allow those thoughts to sink in. God loves me in spite of all that I am. He loves me because his son was sent to die and in his blood he has pardoned my sins and in his rising again he's made it possible for me to be delivered from my sinfulness. If I'm trying to achieve it then I am preventing him from working. It doesn't mean to say we sit around and do nothing and shout hallelujah, I'm saved. Once the branch is on the vine, then the life of the vine has to go through that branch to produce the fruit. And the fruit is a sign that you're on the vine. You can't produce it unless you're on the vine. I used to think, if I can love these people, I'm okay. But no, I have to be in Christ Jesus 
And then the fruits of the Spirit begin to show themselves. We find that as we're trying to love someone, we turn to the Lord and say, you love them in me. Let me draw on the wells of your love so that I may be changed. And that happens. We're called to be sons of God. Let us live as sons of God and then the world will know something's happened. Now don't just listen to me. Allow it to go right into you and then you must be the apostle. I'm sure when we get to heaven, the first question asked is, where are the others? Where are they? I put you among them. And you were given many insights. Did you tell them? Did you help those people with that great love and care and gentleness? I've often said, if your liver refuses to take part in your body, you know it. Your body is impoverished. And so if any of us refuse to take part in the body of Christ, the body is impoverished. So we're given tremendous gifts. Now we may need great healing first, healing from these attitudes we've had, so that being changed, we can change others in Christ Jesus. This is the message. It's simple, but we have to tell ourselves it day in and day out. I think the first thing we have to do is what St. Peter said when they, after the uh, Pentecost, the men standing around and said, what shall we do? And Peter said, you must repent be baptized in Christ Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive. We must repent. This cannot happen until we repent. And repentance is not groveling. It is admitting, yes, I was wrong. But I think we have to repent not just of our own personal little sins. I think the sin which many of us need to repent of is having fail to believe in the fullness of Christ. In St. John, we've had that rather strange passage, which I've often wondered what it meant, and now I think I'm beginning to understand it better. When talking about the Holy Spirit, he says, I will send him to you, and when he comes, he will show the world how wrong it was about sin. And then he explains that about sin proved by their refusal to believe in me. And the note in the Jerusalem Bible says, the world's sin is unbelief. Now we mustn't just attach that to those who, in a sense, have refused to accept Christ. Maybe I haven't accepted the fullness of Christ for what he's done for me. And therefore I need to repent of that, that I have not accepted the good news, that I've taken this rather pedestrian Christianity where I slog along and try to do the best of my own, instead of receiving it to myself who Jesus Christ is. 
And being baptized, well, we don't get baptized every day, but it means accepting Jesus Christ as the Lord. And therefore, in every moment in life, I've got to be able to say, you are the Lord of this situation. And even when I feel depressed or sad or worried, that's the time for faith. It's so easy to take a nosedive then and think, God doesn't love me, it's all gone wrong. That's the time when we have faith and say, I believe you're the Lord of this chaos. And therefore I trust in you. And I'm not going to fear. I'm going to face the problems that are there, knowing that you, who are the Lord, can solve them. And that's being, in a sense, baptized in Christ every day. It's putting ourselves in him so that I know then I'm in him and beloved by the Father. And when we live like that, then the Spirit is given. He comes upon us and our heart is quickened and we recognize the Lord. But the Spirit is to manifest Christ, not to draw people to himself, but to manifest who Jesus is because Jesus is the way to the Father. And so we get caught up into the life of the Trinity. <coughs> the Holy Spirit comes upon us, reminding us of Christ, uniting us to Christ, and in Christ we cry, Abba, Father. And the Father, looking at us, sees the beloved Son and anoints him with his Spirit. We get caught into the Trinity, the, the wondrous life of total otherness towards the others, the Father towards the Son and the Spirit, Spirit manifesting the Son, the Son leading us and showing us who the Father is. And that's what we're called to live. Now let us give that message to others. The fields are white and the harvesters are few. Many hang back because they say, well, who am I? In Christ Jesus, you are everything. We all like to have a nice blueprint of what to do and where to go. And that's why it's always much easier to fall into rules and regulations because they can tell us what to do. But when you live by the Spirit, it means living by listening. And we've got to be that pilgrim church that takes up its tent every day and moves forward. And that is not easy. Following Jesus means following Jesus. And you don't know why he turns to the right or why he turns to the left, but you follow. Be easier if you had a map, because then you could work out why. But he says, come follow me. And so it means keeping our eyes on him, listening. What he tells us today is for today. Tomorrow he may say something else. Hence we have to be like a ship with the sails up, waiting for the wind. or like with our antenna out, waiting for the waves, the messages that come, so we may hear them. Christ Jesus is the Lord. And so, depending on how the root is, so our tree will be. If we've seen Christianity as slightly one that I've got to do it, then that has influenced all those branches 
And we may have to go back to that very root. We may have to, not all of us, and say, now, who is the Lord Jesus to me? And when I see him as that giver, giving me totally free himself, then my tree will change. My prayer will be great praising and blessing him for what he's done. My relationship to him will not be one of fear, but one of trust. My relationship to others will be in the power of Christ, seeing them with his eyes, understanding the peculiar things they do, because we're looking with the eyes of Christ, knowing ourselves how odd we can be, we're not surprised how odd others may be. And so our lives are changed. Now, have we accepted? Have we received? Have we taken this in? It's been given freely so that we may begin to give it to others. We may begin then to pass it on. Because if we become those strong believers, then others will know that Jesus is risen. It's not the muscular believers, it's the believer that just radiates the fact that Jesus is risen, then others will know. And we are to be renewed for others to go out because the world needs that renewing. There's a text in St. Matthew I can find it. Where Jesus says, are you going to be like that generation that says, we played to you and you wouldn't dance. We wept and you wouldn't join in our lamentations. And I feel the Lord is calling out. I'm calling you. Are you answering? Are you responding? Or are we developing a new kind of, well, not sin, but imperfection? Are we becoming a conferencer? I go to conference after conference, and I say, how lovely, but I never change. I never really pass on the good news. So I think the Lord is calling. Are we answering? Freely have I given you this, so freely give it to others that they also may believe. So let us sing now freely, freely. You have received. Freely, freely give. Go in my name and because you believed, others will know that I live. So thank you for taking the time to listen to these episodes. Our prayer is that as you listen and reflect on these teachings, that you'll be encouraged to continue your journey to maximize your potential 
to have a good and a happy life. So sign in again next week for more teaching on how you can follow the Jesus way to experience your life as filled with meaning, purpose and joy. So God bless and stay safe.